I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Jane, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Once Upon a Gene is proud to be part of Bloodstream Media. Living in a family affected by rare and chronic illness can be isolating, and sometimes the best medicine is connecting to the voices of people who share your experience. This is why Bloodstream Media produces podcasts, blogs, and other forms of content for patients, families, and clinicians impacted by rare and chronic diseases. Visit bloodstreammedia.com to learn more. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the show. This is Once Upon a Gene, and I'm your host, Effie Parks. I hope that you follow me on social media or are connected to my mailing list. If not, go find me at Once Upon a Gene or Effie Parks. I am going to launch once upon a gene therapy. No, this is not gene therapy where they go in and give you medications that were very expensive. This is mental and physical, emotional well-being therapy. It's going to be a cool walking club and I have big dreams and big plans. I'm a little behind schedule on launching it, but I figured, you know what? What is better than just starting? Absolutely nothing. So I will release a couple episodes here within the next couple days and I'll fill you in on all things once upon a gene therapy, but it's going to be a walking club. And we're going to have standard meetups and hopefully some amazing friends and founders like you can be an ambassador and start one in your neighborhood and meet people like in real life or just go on a walk by yourself or jog or run or move or stretch or on the treadmill at home. But I want to do this together and I'll make some episodes surrounding it too every once in a while. And I think it'll be a great way for us to practice a little self-care. I know for me, especially the first, oh, 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 up to today, seven years uh, walking and just being outside and really just the rhythm of it all was the best form of therapy that I've ever done. And I believe in it so much. So we will talk about it more again. I just wanted to plant it here in case you're not following me on social media and we'll get started. And guess what? The walking begins on New Year's Eve. Okay, so stay tuned for that. I'm also taking just a teeny tiny break. My husband took the week off for the holiday. And so I decided to do the same thing. And magically, I just have this wonderful episode of this rad show called Pain Points that appears on the Disorder channel. You've probably heard me talk about that. It's a channel uh, co-founded by my friends Daniel DeFabio and Bo Bigelow. It is a rare disease channel, all things films and documentaries and funny shows and Once Upon a Gene TVs even there. There's a new show called Pain Points. It's short, it's funny, it's sarcastic. There's so many dad jokes you can't even. And I'm going to play the audio version of one of them today. So let me know what you think. I hope it gives you a chuckle in time for Festivus. This is called Pain Points. Again, it's on the Disorder channel, streaming for free on Roku or Amazon Fire. I hope you enjoy it. The following program includes puns, satire, opinions, dad jokes, and comedy that may be in bad taste and medical advice that should not be followed without discussing it with your doctor. Four, three, two, one. From New York, where the city that never sleeps reminds us that kids like ours don't either, comes a show that takes rare diseases seriously, and everything else, not so much. 
It's time for Pain Points. Welcome everyone to Pain Points, where each episode we present one example of what makes living in a family with a rare disease painful or difficult. And it's important to note, as always, we're not complaining, just explaining. In this episode, we're taking a look at how hard it can be for parents of kids with a rare disease to have any couple's time or date nights. I think my wife and I averaged two a year for 10 years. That's fewer public appearances than Richard Simmons. I didn't go through the trouble of getting married so I could have as few dates as I did in my freshman year of high school. Or sophomore year, or junior year. A big part of the issue can be finding a babysitter who's up to the task of the more complicated care our kids need. You might get lucky and find the super competent sitter who you can trust 100% with even the most medically complex kid, but they're so competent that eventually they say, much as I'd like to keep working for ya, I'm off to join NASA and lead the first manned mission to Mars. And on the other hand, you've got the barely conscious babysitter who you would only call when you're most desperate and who is so out to lunch, you probably shouldn't trust them with your pet rock. But even if you've solved the babysitter piece, it isn't easy. We were fortunate to have the same home health care nurse for my son for eight years. She knew his care backwards and sideways. She was willing to shift her schedule on a Friday or Saturday, if we ever summoned enough energy for a date night. It became a joke with her after she reassured us that 10 p.m. would not be too late to return home. We'd head off to dinner and then be finished and home by 7.30. While this may only prove I'm not a very engaging dinner companion, I think it's rooted in a crisis mindset. With a kid who has chronic complex medical care needs, the parents are always in crisis mode. Out on a date? Good luck thinking about anything other than all the things that might go wrong with your child while you're out. And so we race back home. I even found myself doing this when Lucas was in the hospital. I was very reluctant to leave his room for a walk, let alone go across the street to a restaurant. And logically, this made zero sense. Any other time, my worry would be something will go wrong and he'll need to be rushed to the hospital. But here he was already in the hospital. What better care could I hope for if anything went wrong? Trained medical professionals are exactly the childcare I've been hoping to find all along. It would be like holding auditions at your community theater and Samuel L. Jackson reads for a part and you say, thanks for coming in, we'll let you know. Please note, I am not suggesting you leave your kids with Samuel L. Jackson. But don't take my word for it. Let's go deeper down the rabbit hole to find out all is not okay with Kay Weaver. Ah, date nights. You spend an hour doing your makeup, your hair, your nails. You pick the perfect outfit that is not only weather appropriate, but also flattering and makes you happy. You snap a few selfies to send to your best friend with the text, date night, and a kissy face emoji. The babysitter arrives and says, don't worry about a thing. We're gonna have a great time. Go enjoy your dinner. You and your partner pile into your car and head off to a lovely dinner and time alone just the two of you with no interruptions, no worries, no concerns other than what appetizer will you agree to split tonight? Can you picture that? Have you done that lately? 
that is merely a fairy tale to a rare parent. For my friends with kids in typical health, this might be a fairy tale too, but theirs is like Cinderella, where everything is magical and your only concern is that it will end at midnight. For rare parents, it's more like the fairy tales where you start to worry that maybe you didn't do your due diligence on that nice lady with the house made of candy. The few times I have gone out on a date with my spouse after having our rare daughter, they were fraught with, what if she doesn't stop crying? What if they can't get her to eat? What if she chokes? Oh, did you remind the sitter that the kid has started doing daredevil stuff? And she really needs to watch for that. Other rare parent friends of mine have even more concerns. Can the sitter do that tube feed? Oh, did we tell her that our kid needs medicine X exactly at 8 p.m.? And on and on and on. You see, rare parents have more than just, can this person keep my kids safe and alive to think about when attempting to find a sitter? We need some extraordinary abilities in our sitters, not just Laurie Strode super babysitter skills. This is more Nanny McPhee level stuff. The list of skills a rare parent is seeking in a sitter is lengthy, and that drastically reduces the pool of possible candidates to a mere puddle. Half of the time, after a sitter hears the list of requirements, she backs out faster than Beyonce opting out of a Destiny's Child group text. The other half of the time, they stop returning your calls and texts at all. Like I'm a tech bro trying to sell them on Bitcoin. And doing the song and dance over and over every time you need childcare is so exhausting that you eventually just give up. Date nights are basically a non-existent thing for rare parents. And if you do manage to find that perfect, miraculous Mary Poppins person who you can entrust your kid to, you spend the entire time you're out worrying and thinking about your kid. So you end up coming home more stressed out than when you left. Which, coincidentally, is also why me time is not a thing for rare parents. We need help. Yeah, we need help up here, but also for real help. Do you want to be my babysitter? I can pay in Bitcoin. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're not complaining, just explaining. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.